When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. It's Wednesday night. You know what that means. It's time to talk a little pro wrestling on Wrestling Inc. all across the internet, wherever you may be joining us. I am Justin Labar coming to you from Pittsburgh. He is Jimmy Corderas coming to you from Toronto, Canada. Issa was with us, and then she slipped backstage again. So we'll. Uh, she, she did tell us uh, she is in Puerto Rico. Still a mm-hmm. lot of rain. Still power going in and out a little bit. So right. obviously at the moment she's uh, doing her best to... Uh, to uh to be with us uh right yeah, so she actually just let it find his power coming back up so we'll get Issa right. to join us when we can but uh hello everybody great to be with you tonight live again twitch youtube facebook periscope wherever you may be watching or if you're checking us out audio only 
that is uh, that is welcomed as well. And uh, Jimmy, before we get going, you know, I AEW did the same thing. I don't know how many people in Florida even have the resources to even be watching or listening tonight right. or tomorrow. Uh, but thoughts are with them regardless. And if you are yes. somebody who is uh, dealing with the challenges of the of Hurricane uh, Ian in Florida, and you do have the ability that you are watching this or listening to this. I hope we can provide you some distraction and entertainment uh, for the next hour. Absolutely. Exactly. Uh, truly our thoughts and uh, and best wishes are with everybody down there. I know a lot of people probably have some friends or at least family down there. I know I have a lot of friends down there that are in Florida and, uh, and, and some family members. And I've been in contact with them just to make sure that they're okay. And I don't want to bother them right now because, you know, they're, they're dealing with a lot, but uh, I told them to keep me posted and I hope uh, it, Thinking, we honestly are thinking of all of you down there. Right. Yeah, and, and you know, obviously, look, Florida. If that's um, you know, obviously, if we if you take the WWE and AEW rosters, uh, easily more than fifty percent, probably closer to seventy five percent of the talent uh, base there. That's where mm-hmm. they, that's where they that's where they call home now. Uh, so that obviously just you know, you think about talent, the, the raw talent that they were in Western Canada this past Monday. Obviously, AEW mm-hmm. talent in Philadelphia tonight, and you know, so they are in safe cities at the moment in terms of weather but they have their loved ones that are back home or they need to fly back to you know so it's mm-hmm. it's definitely uh, an added uh, added real life uh, scare and pressure and what's already you know a uh, you know busy world mm-hmm. of problems so yeah, absolutely so we will uh, we'll we'll keep we'll, we'll we'll keep the show uh fun we'll have some fun we'll we'll, we'll <laughs> like some stuff we won't like some stuff you'll agree you'll disagree with us yeah. <laughs> but that's what it's all uh, exactly that's what it's all about as 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 an old uh, leather jacket wearing man used to say back in the day, exactamundo. Exactamundo. Yes. Exactamundo. I think uh, Isa is uh, coming back up. There she is. Ah, there we go. Yeah. I'm back. I'm back. sorry. I lost power. Story oh, of my life. For the last week and a half, that's been the story of my life. I lost power, mm-hmm. but I'm back. We were just saying, I, I you know, we, we told people that you're dealing with that challenge, and we were saying uh, there might be people in Florida that don't even have the resources to watch or hear this, but if they do, we, we hope we can entertain and distract them. Yeah. Listen, it's Puerto Rico. Like the, the the issues in Puerto Rico, don't get me started on that. It's not the storm; it's the actual power company. I could talk about this for a whole mm. hour. However, like it doesn't matter. A tiny little wind goes by, and we lose all power. And I told mm. you before we went on the air, it's raining, so I'm not surprised. But Let's see if we can make it through the next hour. <laughs> It'll be a game. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be a game. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, let's go ahead and jump in. Let's do some news first. Uh, let's talk about Goldberg. How often we always say that? Let's talk about Goldberg. Goldberg was on WWE's why? The Bump. Yes, I, I know. I was waiting for that. You're. I was waiting for the why to come in. <laughs> do we really have to? <laughs> yeah. Well, I think this is worth worthwhile. There. I mean, uh, he was talking about. Um, you know, he was talking about uh, basically in the conversation on the bump. He gave an update, uh, kind of inadvertently, onto his uh, situation with WWE. Uh, he said, "I don't have any matches left on my contract, but I know That's one great. way we could we could take care of Roman Reigns. Uh, I do need to give him a little receipt for that little choke out in Saudi Arabia. But I think there are a number of superstars capable of dethroning him. So yeah, so at the moment, at least Goldberg, uh, no more obligations. Uh, I, I would assume he's probably on still some." you know, legends deal that can kind of continues to go on, but in terms of a active talent deal, no more matches or obligations to fill at the moment. Jimmy, do you think we've seen the last Goldberg match in WWE or is Triple H going to dial up that phone in six months and say, Hey, I need you for another Saudi Arabia match. 
No, I don't think, I think he's pretty much done with the, the in-ring portion, especially with that comment he made at the end where he says, but there are a lot of other talents I think that can dethrone uh, Roman Reigns. If he didn't throw that in there, I would have speculated that maybe he is coming back for one more or something like that. But at this time, I think he's pretty much happy with his career. I think he's he's pretty much done. And and whether you were a fan of his or not, hey, you know what? He, he was a big name in this industry and he's a Hall of Famer. And if I'm not mistaken, I think he's the only Hall of Famer to hold a uh, universal championship or something like that. Uh, the universal title, yeah, probably yeah. right now. Okay. Better. For now. Uh, Issa, I know you're just counting down the days uh, <laughs> until we get an announcement of an, of, an, of a Goldberg coming out of retirement match. Stop. Stop. No, I'm not. Now, listen, if I have to say something positive because I had a few drinks tonight, I will say I didn't mind seeing Goldberg in that match where he was in with, Gold, um, with I'm sorry, with Ziggler at that SummerSlam, that kind of exhibition match, mm -hmm. you know, that's like just a quick squash. We get to see Goldberg. We see the spear. People pop for it. Fighting for championships, he doesn't need to be involved in that. And that's that's the part that I didn't like about this return run of Goldberg when you were putting him in and he was beating people that could have probably used the push more than him. Uh, so if he's if he's done, I'm not I'm not gonna be mad at that. Yeah, I think he probably probably have seen the last match. And who's to say when they do the throwback rawls and throwback vintage shows, he doesn't show up and spear somebody. But uh yeah, I think especially again, Vince probably if Vince is still in charge, you know, and goal works healthy, which he you know he is for for a guy in his fifties. Um probably gets called upon again for Mark, you know, for Saudi Arabia and for the shows where they just need to fill the marquee. But uh, Triple H seemingly not, I don't think is going to be going that direction. It feels like he is invested in building long-term, making new stars. And so mm -hmm. I think, uh, you know, he would rather probably see a carry and cross get elevated into a situation rather than, you know, calling a, a hall of famer like Goldberg. So right. interesting comments. Did not expect mm -hmm. to get that piece of news here on a Wednesday, but mm -hmm. we got it. Uh, let's move over to somebody else. Uh, Bobby Fish, uh, of course, most re uh, formerly of uh, NXT, most recently. Well, it was most recently with AEW now uh, on Impact, uh, but he was with AEW for a little bit, got to have a brief reunion with his uh, Adam Cole and Kyle O'Reilly undisputed pals. Uh it was out in the news here in the last few weeks that Fish, uh, his AEW deal was not going to be renewed, that he was done with them. Uh, and there was a rumor kind of circulating out there that uh, he was trying to get uh, Adam Cole and Kyle O'Reilly to, to get out of AEW, especially once Triple H took over WWE. There was a rumor going out there. I mean, it made as far as, you know, Jim, Jim Cornette even was, you know, commenting on the speculation uh, on his podcast. Uh, well, just recently, Fish has now kind of responded to all this, and he kind of... Uh, he kind of laughed, poked fun, uh, sarcastically saying that after 25 years in the business, he doesn't know how contracts work. Uh, he was even disappointed mm -hmm. in somebody like Cornette, who's obviously a, a, a longtime uh, you know promoter and manager in the business, would even you know go you know think that that was think that the speculation was even true. Uh, Fish says, uh, "I think that's what sucks the most about it, is that these people they write this stuff. There's no checks and balances. There's no ramifications when you're wrong. Therefore, they continue to just write whatever." It is that they're going to write, and it gets picked up by whomever, and then it becomes like the fact or fiction line really doesn't matter. So the whole thing is just absurd. So uh, Bobby Fish at least saying that there is no truth to him trying to get the undisputed back into Stanford. Yeah. Do you believe him? 
Maybe, maybe not. <laughs> I, I, I feel like we just saw a similar story with Malachi Black. And I feel like unless some of these wrestlers or maybe Tony Khan himself is coming out and speaking clearly about how long these contracts are, are they renewed? Are they not renewed? Are these people being released? You are leaving the door open for people to speculate and report on that. So unless somebody's going to come out and, and clearly say what went on, why didn't you get renewed, then don't complain when people are reporting whatever they think happened because that's you're leaving the door open for that. And, um, you know, maybe it's because we do this, right? I also have to stick out for the other end of the stick, but you, you, nobody's been clear about what's going on here. We saw it with Bobby Fish. We see it with Malachi Black, Buddy Matthews. They're, they're posting things on their Instagram saying, I asked for my release, saying goodbye to crowds, and then saying, oh, no, that's not what's going on. Then you are leaving the door open for people to speculate and report on that. There's nothing you can do. People are supposed, they're going to report the news, and contract information is part of the news. Jimmy, you think uh, any any truth to this, or is this is this fish covering himself up, saying, "Oh no no no, it was just uh, nothing. There's nothing here." I I think it was maybe overly exaggerated in the reporting. Maybe he did have conversations with Adam Cole and uh, um, and uh, Kyle O'Reilly, and just hey, listen, when your contract's up, maybe you want to think about you uh, you know other options and staying here things have changed over whatever the you know it may have been a conversation between the two that somebody might have overheard and said oh he's trying to convince them to you know to to yeah you know get out of their contracts and leave and blah 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 maybe it was just a you know an innocent conversation them talking business like like talent does all the time you know and as far as contracts go you know i my contract was different than theirs, so I don't know. I, I'm not a lawyer. I can't speak to those certain things. Oh, oh, I think we just lost Lisa again. But uh, yeah, you know, it's it is what it is, and I think there's a little bit of um, sometimes some in the uh, wrestling journalism side like to take stories and run with them and just you know hope for clicks. But uh, I don't know if that's the case in this part. Yeah, uh, real quick, uh, Issa actually just sent a, a message to me. She said she's gonna she's gonna uh, call it a night. Probably it'll be a little little tough on her and a little interrupting okay. uh, of the of the show with the with the power situation. So gotcha. we wish her the best. Yeah, um, you know, but I, I back to back to the Bobby Fish. I, I think it's probably something close to what you just said, Jimmy. And that you know, whether 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 however it got. If if there was any truth, whether however it got leaked, like said, whether somebody overheard something, somebody whatever, or there was mm -hmm. a, a passing joke in catering and somebody took the wrong way, I mean, I think it's kind of logical to think that there was probably a, some private conversation of like you know you see mm -hmm. people going back to you see Triple H rehiring people that were let go in the last two years. You hear about better morale. Um, you hear about oh AEW is getting very crowded. I, I, I think it's probably logical that Fish would have a private conversation with his friends and to say. Well, are you guys happy here? Do you think did you, would you ever want to go back if they called? But I think to what he's kind of joking about is that I don't think that he would be as bold and brazen enough to be like trying to broker a deal of like where you would be meddling with contracts and you would be contract tampering or breach of contract. I don't, you know, I don't right. think he was calling Triple H saying, "Hey, make a play to get Cole back." You know, I don't think it was that right. deep. I think it was probably just friends. Just oh, oh, do you have eighteen months left in your deal? Well, what do you think you're gonna do in eighteen months? Or mm -hmm. You know, just so. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, super chat from Matt. The best part was my first watch along with Issa. Yeah, we hear those are pretty entertaining. Yes. Uh, uh, she gets going during during That's the awesome. shows. So cool. make sure you check those out. Um, so, yeah. So 
that's where we're at with that. So Bobby Fish uh, kind of having some fun with mm-hmm. the wrestling world. All right, let's go ahead and jump into AEW Dynamite tonight. Jimmy coming from mm-hmm. Philadelphia. Now, that's kind of key for what uh, we're going to see tonight for our main event. It is going to be another mm-hmm. Ring of Honor crossover. We'll get to that. Uh, mm-hmm. It's going to have Chris Jericho in the main event as the Ring of Honor champion, but he's also going to kick the show off mm-hmm. with his Jericho Appreciation Society. Um, they're coming out, and uh, you know he's the Ocho. Um, you know, they're wearing the purple. I, I don't know if this is a play on, I don't know if it was kind of a play off of the um dodgeball because it's it's on ESPN the Ocho and there's the Ben Stiller's group is in the purple. I don't know, but they all come out matching yeah. purple outfits looking ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, they get in the ring, uh, they they, they kind of take a little uh parody of Roman Reigns and WWE. They mm-hmm. go AEW Galaxy, appreciate us. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's the Ocho, Ocho celebration. They got pizzas, but they're not going to share any of the pizzas with the crowd. That upsets the crowd. Daniel Garcia is out there uh, reluctantly. He gets gifted a bucket hat from Jericho. Garcia then basically says he's had enough. Uh, he starts to get ready to run, uh, tell Jericho about himself and run his mouth. And uh, Jericho tells him to think, think mm-hmm. before he speaks. And are you a sports entertainer or are you a pro wrestler? That brings out Brian Danielson. He says that uh, Daniel Garcia can be whatever he wants. Daniel Garcia says he needs to be entertaining. He starts to throw out some ideas to the fans of would this be entertaining and he ends with what if i was a tag team partner of brian danielson wouldn't that be entertaining big crowd mm-hmm. pop and they basically then challenge chris jericho and sammy guevara to a match and then things take a turn daddy magic matt menard uh mm-hmm. interrupts and just starts to then scream a promo mm-hmm. at, at daniel garcia and yeah. we get an impromptu match that gets made it is daddy magic versus brian danielson uh, now we'll stop there, J- Jimmy. Okay. Up to this point, we start uh, with a promo, big promo, mm-hmm. which AEW doesn't always do, and then right. that actually is going to then bring us on a unannounced, un- unadvertised match. Another thing AEW does not commonly do. Mm-hmm. How did you like the execution of all this? Um, the only thing I would have done differently is yes, it was entertaining. It was a lot of fun. The crowd seemed to be into it, but at the same time, when they made the match, make it. I would have gone to a commercial between. The, the long promo segment when the match was made. Well, let's go to a commercial and we come back. We will have the match between Daniel Bryan and, 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 and Matt, you know what I mean? It, it's, mm-hmm. it just, it flowed right into the match. It's like they, they, they showed a, a quick thing uh, video and all of a sudden the ring was all cleared out. It just, it just, I don't know. It just, I like it to, to feel like they needed to, it, it, it took some work to get the ring set up and it took some work to get the ring back to, yeah, uh, match condition. Uh, you know what I mean? It just it just seemed too quick. It it was an awkward transition. It's kind of it's it's similar to my complaint of, of Monday's opening on Raw. It was an awkward transition to get from the promo into the match with the ladies. Mm-hmm. And there was an awkward transition because you got to get the pizzas and the and the balloons and all the celebration stuff out of there. And then a surprise, the, the JAS of the heels. Why did they not all stay out there? But uh, uh, Menard's partner Angela Parker stayed out there. Yes, but the rest of them left, and I'm like, why? Yeah, unless the referee kicks you out, and if if he kicks them out, why would the other partner still this so that was a little mm-hmm. baffling uh, in a way that the, the heels wouldn't take the advantage of having the numbers game right but then my other question became as i'm watching this match now between uh, uh matt menard and brian danielson is why matt menard and i asked this mm-hmm. because he he's coming off of an injury which commentary notes it was it was i believe a shoulder injury mm-hmm. from blood and guts and boy I, I thought jimmy you could tell he looked like he was in pain out there he moved mm-hmm slower and, and aw- more awkward than I've seen him move in the past. It, it just, it didn't, I'll be quite frank. And I mean, it's hard to do with Brian Danielson because he's mm-hmm. so damn good, but this mm-hmm. looked not good. And I just got me saying, why him? Why, why could it have been his tag partner 
who does a spot with Claudio on the outside at one point, or why couldn't it have been Sammy? I, right. I, I just was kind of really baffled as to why they chose Matt Menard, the tag guy, to be in a, in a singles when it clearly looks like he's not 100%. No, I, that, that's a good question, and it's a good uh, that you brought it up because it, it again, you know, things need to make sense for it to work. And and again, this did not make sense to have Matt Menard come out there and challenge Daniel Bryan to a match or whatever. And 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 like you said, you could tell he was having issues out there, and and that is not good, especially for someone who, uh, let's say, less than a hundred percent. I get it. Uh, the old school tells you, you you go out there and you perform, but at the same time, you have to think of your future as well. And uh, and also, if you can't, you know, give it your all out there on television, on live television, then you're 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 robbing not only yourself but the fans as well. Well, yeah, and like if it's a thing, I mean, you know, I I think he was on Rampage last week. I mean, you know, put him on a tape show so that way you can maybe edit some stuff and cover something. I, mean, I, I yeah, put him on the live show, put him on the live opening show, uh, opening match. In Philly, I just a whole thing. I wasn't sure. Uh, Brian ends up winning with his, you know, his crossface submission, uh, as I kind right. of figured. But um, yeah, this was this was some. There was some head scratching stuff here. I I don't yeah. mind the the Brian Danielson Daniel Garcia, you know, right. And I, and I like the story of of Brian's like Daniel's, you know, idol. He looks up to him as the best wrestler. I mean, that's all cool. And 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 if you're turning Daniel Garcia face, you know, who better to give a face rub than Brian Danielson? But mm-hmm. um, I question the match, uh, all, all parts of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, they tell us MJF is going to be up next, but Wheeler Yuta comes stomping out. He's uh, he's going to interrupt. Uh, of course, Wheeler Yuta got attacked, had a war words with MJF the week prior, and got attacked. Uh, so Yuta's out there. He interrupts MJF's time. He cuts a promo on MJF, basically challenges him. He says MJF just hides, whether he's hiding behind the inner circle, the pinnacle, the firm, whether he hides behind a microphone, his suits. He just hides. He can't actually deal with what uh, what he needs with what he starts. Uh, MJF then comes out, talks about how he hates Philly. Philly's the place where you you live when you can't afford to live in New York. He does praise Wheeler Yuta's wrestling ability. Wheeler Yuta, of course, from Philly, so getting that hometown pop. He praises Wheeler's wrestling ability, talks about how they fought up and down uh, North America on the independent scene. But in terms of uh, why is he talking, why is he on a microphone, he has no charisma. So uh, interesting comments there by MJF. And Wheeler starts to uh, starts to you know, storm up to uh, MJF on the stage. And then here comes the gun club. They come out right. and stop it. And uh, and basically, MJF says, I'll fight you, but not in the dump of Philly. I'll fight you next week in dumpy D.C. Mm-hmm. So we are going to get MJF's uh, you know, first, you know, we're going to get him back in his first singles in-ring match uh, in a while next week on the anniversary show in D.C. Mm-hmm. Uh, did, did Wheeler Yuta, and we have more of this later, but let's stick with what we saw here. In this right. segment, did Wheeler Yuta uh, get elevated? Did, did, what did you think of his promo? Uh, it's hard to stand in the same segment with MJF with a microphone. How did this come off to you? That's the problem. It's hard to be when you have MJF in the same uh, segment. That is usually what the comparison is to. But I will give Wheeler Yuta credit because he did up his game this week. I thought he showed a little more emotion. He's, he looked like he cared, and I, I like that. But at the same time, you know the the line that he used where he's going to leave his blood on uh, Broad Street on Broad Street. I thought was a great line to yeah. use. And again, he showed a lot of emotion. I don't know if he's got me reeled in yet, but he's got me interested at least to see what happens next. I I, I agree to an extent. I, I felt that there was emotion, and then and I do like what we see later, which we'll get to when the time comes. I like the emotion, and you're right. There was, there was a really quotable line. Uh, I it still sounded like this was new territory for him. I don't know if if he's found his voice necessarily, or if 
or if it's did, did he believe everything he was saying. It still felt a little forced, a little, little he got a little rushed at times, but I, I do like the intent behind it. Um, I am surprised. I understand trying to get the the sympathy and the momentum for him, especially when you know tonight again he's 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 dubbed from Philadelphia. But I'm kind of surprised they didn't opt to go with him with him performing in a match in Philly, and they're going to deflect it uh, to DC. Yeah, it is a little surprising because one of the things, one of the big jokes about WWE is that you know never have never wrestle in your hometown because you'll never win. But uh, it, it seems to be a little bit different in AEW. But uh, I, I, you know, take advantage of those situations, especially on a night like tonight, where at times. Um, the crowd seemed a little quieter than normal Wednesday nights because usually on a Wednesday night, you know, the crowd is into everything. And at this tonight, they seemed more selective. Yeah. They, they, yeah. they came up for certain things, but I, I, there were, you're right. There were periods of lull. I wonder this was again, tonight's theme of dynamite, a lot of things more than ever, more than I can recall any dynamite recently, at least mm-hmm. AEW put on more segments, more matches that were unadvertised. Think of you know. Think of the times that we're going to talk about tonight that things transition into matches mm-hmm. out of promos, and so I, I don't know if that you know I don't know if AEW's audience has become trained and conditioned where they like knowing here's the five or six matches we're going to get tonight, and and it's mm-hmm. you know because AEW is very good about that. They will all yeah. week long tell you all the matches that are coming up on the next um, Dynamite and Rampage. I don't know if that threw Philly for a loop or if it was just the participants out there. I also don't know. Uh, how much of the locker room was there or not there that was supposed to be there because of course they, right. you know Tony Khan said everybody gets a free pass they got they do whatever they got to do mm-hmm. in relation to uh the the, you know, the crisis of the hurricane in Florida so mm-hmm. maybe this was a big show that was, that was just rewritten and that's why we got so much uh impromptu matches yeah yeah it could be very much that and you know well you know hats off to Tony for giving the the, the talent the option and not only talent but crew yeah. You know, anybody who couldn't make it. So, you know, you got to get you got to give the props for that, too, as well. Uh, Stephen Marcaccioli with a super chat. Uh, do you see Cross being a bigger face or heel? I'm assuming he means carrying Cross. I mean, in my mind, I mean, if it, you know, it, I think he, I think he could be both. I, I think yeah. uh, I think obviously he has the menacing heel uh, appearance and persona right now and, and, and the facials and, and the look. But I think he could also be one of those guys that uh, he has that run and he just becomes, as we've seen so many times, uh, mm-hmm. almost so scary and so much of a mystery that, that fans gravitate to him. I mean, we saw we, we've mm-hmm. seen that going back to The Undertaker. Right. You know, I mean, right. it's, it's sometimes the Bray Wyatt. Sometimes sometimes that which scares you, you just you're enticed yeah. to cheer for it. <laughs> no, absolutely. I, I, you you, you kind of stole my thunder there because I was thinking the same thing that I think. It's all in the presentation and and how he is presented too, and and the story being told. But I think that he has the ability to be the huge monster killer baby face, but also he can be that that terrifying heel as well. He has all the he has that all in him. It's just that again, it all depends on the presentation. Yeah, and you, you know, look, he's still to the Raw or SmackDown audience. He's um fairly new. Had you know had obviously had a very weird poor run for the few weeks he was on raw before getting released right. uh so you know so it's still a matter of kind of building credibility up to some people who you know didn't watch nxt and it's right. always easier to start and get over first as a heel uh you know and then once people are familiar with you you can flick the switch and you can you know, right. t- turn to the babyface side of the fence mm-hmm. uh and so yeah put a hold there on wheeler yuda and mjf we're not done for the night with what we get with mm-hmm. them but coming up next it is a eliminator an eliminator match um 
where we have AEW champion John Moxley up against Juice Robinson, and uh, Juice needs to beat Moxley in order to then get a title shot with Moxley, which I know you love. <laughs> <laughs> Judging by your face, you can. It shows. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. This, yeah. This is this is a video podcast. Yeah, that's right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, it's just it, you know what you know. We talk about them wanting to be a little bit different from WWE and presenting more. In, in a, uh, and one of the things that I complain about WWE is those those uh, you know championship whatever you name the match having to beat the champion in order to get a championship match makes absolutely no sense to me if you beat a champion you know then uh, you know uh, you, you should either be champion or uh, unless it's designated a non-title match which I, i'm not a big fan of either but to have to beat the champion in order to get a shot at the champion to me never made any sense and regardless of any fancy name you put on this this type of match well, I mean, it never makes sense anywhere. It never makes sense all the times that the WWE used to do it. But it never. But it also it, it's it's particularly peculiar in AEW when they have the rankings and the standings that they do, mm-hmm. and the and, and they keep the records of, you know, that's just. Yeah. So this is his AEW debut. He is technically a free agent, as commentary notes. They do yeah. a nice job at least giving us some context to this match, so it doesn't come off completely random. They show some video uh, that these gentlemen have met, and they continue to, to repeat the stat. That mm-hmm. since John Moxley has been John Mox, since he's basically left the Dean Ambrose part of his career behind and and came to AEW where he's done New Japan and some other um, other cross promotional stuff, that uh, Juice Robinson is one of only two men who have gotten two victories over Moxley. So right. that at least kind of gave some context. Like, okay, maybe this guy does have a chance to beat Moxley tonight by hook or by crook and, and become the next number one contender for the title. So mm-hmm. I thought that was well done, at least by AEW to to put all that in perspective. Um, Juice does jump him outside of the ring as soon as Moxley makes his uh, way into the ringside area from the crowd. Uh, but ultimately, though, Moxley, he's going to get this cross arm bar and immediately as he rears back, uh, looking to rip the bicep. Right. Um, uh, he gets the victory. Uh, after the match, Hangman Page comes down, stares down uh, mm-hmm. Moxley. All the while, MJF's been watching up in a luxury box. And as he's up there watching all this going on in the luxury box, he's cutting a promo saying, it doesn't matter. I got this chip. I'm got. I'm gonna cash in when I'm ready. As mm-hmm. he's running his mouth, Wheeler Yuta finds his way into the luxury box behind him right. and proceeds to beat him all over the place. Uh, I thought this a nice burst of energy. And and, I, mm-hmm. and again, like I said earlier, Wheeler. I don't know if he's found his voice. He had some good lines. Don't know <laughs> if he found his voice. But physicality wise and energy wise, that feels like it's there. Definitely upped his game this week in that department. And and, and again, a little bit of a, a nice little teaser there. And I, I just hope it doesn't lead to one of those situations where, you know, I guess, uh, you know, Hangman has the, the, the title opportunity because of winning that battle royal, if I'm not mistaken. And now, so he gets his shot. And, it, it, and, and it, I didn't know this about the chip. It, can it be cashed in at any time similar to the money in the bank? Or does it have to be a designated match because i know tony khan said he will sanction the match anytime that uh mjf wants it but does that mean he could come down at any time like if if let's say for example john moxley has a physically grueling match against uh hangman adam page and here comes mjf to cash in can he do it like that you know it still hasn't been clear and maybe that's on purpose so that way they can write the rules when it comes time based on the situation Uh. There you go. There you go. I mean, what, call why, it out there. <laughs> why, why, why? I mean, why spell out all the rules when you can leave some some areas of gray to to 
make it fit for whatever situation you want, especially with all the audibles that AEW's had to call the last couple of weeks and months. Yeah, and I thought I thought a lot of this match took place outside the ring a little too much too, and and it was was. Uh, I I get it. There was the biting and stuff like that, but it, it just seems like we see a, a little bit too much blood from John Moxley. Uh, yeah, that's certainly a debate that many fans have. Is um... I don't. And just to be clear, it's not that I have an issue with blood. The less you see it, the more yeah. it means when you do. Like anything else, you know sure. what I mean. That, that's all. Sure. You don't need to see it every week. Uh, so Juice Robinson will not be getting a title shot uh, in DC next week against John Moxley, but Moxley, uh, obviously his new reign, his third reign, I believe as AEW world champion uh, continues on. Okay. Up next, uh, this was advertised as part of the show, at least the start of what happened here. And then it kind of tailed off into something different uh, is we get uh, the first words from Soraya, who's now of course over in AEW. Of course, if you missed this last week, Soraya formerly known as Paige in WWE, uh, she comes out. Uh, she basically says uh, that she's damaged, but not broken. She's going to revolutionize this division. Uh, she then starts to call out some of the women in the division. Here comes some babyface uh, ladies, Sky Blue, Athena, Willa Nightingale, Madison Rain, Tony Storm. She starts to put, uh, uh, Soraya starts to put them over, putting over Storm uh, particularly, and then interrupted by uh, Britt Baker, Jamie Hayter, Rebel, and Penelope Ford. Uh, Britt says, oh, look, here's another shiny toy, toy that we've seen come and we'll probably see go. Uh, Britt says how she's the face of the division, uh, has stuck her neck out for this company. Uh, that's because she has a strong neck, and uh, and Soraya's neck will not be able to handle it. Kind of make I'm paraphrasing, but making taking a shot at, of course, Soraya's uh, you know, health issues she's had in the past. Um, so before, and then this, we're gonna transition to a match here in a minute, but let's talk here about Soraya. Uh, obviously, again, very long career as Paige, a lot of ups and downs with that. Uh, how was this promo for you, Jimmy? It, the promo was interesting, but she didn't really clarify what she's going to do. She said she's going to revolutionize the women's division and it's going to be, you know, great and all that stuff. But at the same time, it almost felt like she is not going to be an active participant, at least yet. It, because, you know, like you said, it, getting to the match, the one thing she did say is that she talked to Tony and to 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 make this match happen you know what i mean it's, and that sort of stuff so is she going to be the uh, kind of like the authority figure for the women's division kind of thing is she going to be the uh i don't want to say gm but the um yeah just she's kind of like she's kind of like the, the, the yeah like the gm the gm of that division the overseer of the yes yeah. well i mean obviously she did that briefly for <laughs> briefly in wb uh which wasn't fun uh, Corey Pride, the super chat yeah. saying she's a manager question mark. I don't believe she's wrestling. Well, yeah. so a few things to that. So she she is on the website. She is, I believe, now listed with a record of zero and zero. That's mm-hmm. interesting. Fightful Select had a report out basically saying that um, you know she's signed for three years and that it's it's an amount of money that seems like it would be hard to believe that they would sign somebody for that amount of money. If they're not going to wrestle occasionally, doesn't mean she's going to necessarily be doing every week and die, which I, which I kind of tend to believe too. It's like if you're going to, you know, if you're going to put kind of the, the pay her what she probably could ask for, you got to think that she's you've gotten the medical okay that she could wrestle against some that she could, you know, right? Maybe, you know, maybe, maybe work out okay. It's only going to be four matches a year. I don't know. I, I don't know. But if, if, if she truly is just, you know, but then Jimmy. We transition into what ends up becoming a lumberjack match between Serena Deeb and Tony Storm. 
all the women stay out there except for Soraya. She goes up to the commentary table, so she's not even right. going to be in the. She's she's taking herself out of the situation to, to even be physical. Right, which which leads me to believe that is she going to be that authority figure in the women's division who, like you said, occasionally has a match when things get out of hand or there's a big dispute or something like that. And it's interesting that, uh, you know, that during commentary, you know, Taz alluded to it as, as a Lumberjills match and she took exception to it. So, uh, no, you know, this is a Lumberjack match. So I have a solution. Maybe you can call it a Lumberjacklin match. Well, and she also, let's, let's not, uh, I guess we should gloss over the other comment when she was talking about how she's going to make this match of Serena Demon Tony Storm mm-hmm. into a Lumberjack match. Uh, she said that she talked to Tony, and yeah, I got a boss that listens to me after having, for years, a boss that right. doesn't listen to me. And of course, that gets the ooh uh, pop. It, of course, yeah, because it, it, it feeds right into the that core audience's uh, wheelhouse, and and that just, you want to get that, that uh, like you said, that ooh, ah moment, obviously you take a shot at the other guys, and uh, that's what she did. And again, Sometimes it looks like the grass is always greener on the other side. And as we're finding out, uh, it seems it seems like, and we talked about earlier, it seems like more people are finding out that, hey, you know, grass is grass wherever you go. Well, and that there's a lot of people standing on that grass. It's, it's a crowded yeah. yard. Right yeah, now. exactly. Uh, not only a lot of grass to have here. Uh, so we get Serena T versus Tony Storm Lumberjack match. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Deeb does kick out of a Storm Zero pile driver. It looks pretty brutal. Mm-hmm. And I wondered why does she kick out of that? Well, it's only because they're going to up the ante, and the finish is going to be an avalanche pile driver off the second rope. Mm-hmm. Tony Storm uh, is your winner here. So uh, Tony Storm, uh, I, this was a I thought a pretty good showing for her against somebody uh, and a veteran and, and Serena Deeb. No, she she looked pretty good. It wasn't a bad match. I I didn't like. Uh, her kicking out of her finish and having to up the ante, like you said, but at the same time, it, it, it showed some, you know, a little intuitiveness and some, some, you know, uh, you know, yeah, evolving yeah. The, the finish, I guess maybe that, uh, but uh, it's one of those moves where you can't pull it out every week, you know? Right. I mean? Yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's, yeah, it's like, it's like the, okay, I, I'm going to be, I'm going to innovate and take my positive over to the next level, but it's only for like the big time. It's only for the, right. You know, for the big opponents or the matches that they call upon it. Exactly, um, exactly. And and still, I'm having issues with this uh, interim championship uh, designation. Look, mm-hmm. you're the champion, and when the the former champion who can't wrestle right now comes back, they're automatically in line for a title shot to regain their championship. That's all. Simple. Something else to note is the commentary. As we said, uh, you know, we, we Regal's on commentary often when the Blackpool Combat Club's out mm-hmm. there. Um, Soraya's on commentary for this. No Jim Ross again for Diamond. Now, I know he's been doing some Rampage. Uh, this is kind of interesting, Jimmy, that uh, I believe since All Out, it, it's been like this. That J, the J, JR is just not, you know, before leading up to All Out, he was doing, you know, they transitioned to where he would come on the second hour of Dynamite to kind of like, you know, right. reset and re-energize the second hour, but hasn't been doing Dynamite at all. Mm-hmm. Um, a bunch of things went through my head. Like, is it to try to, like, give a little rub to to make rampage a little more special to that that's the only place you get to hear jr doing commentary right now for aw rampage, is also, rampage is also taped did, you know mm-hmm. we we do they not want them on a live show I, like yeah. I, I a lot of things i'm kind of curious about why they've decided to do this with jim ross and put them on the show that gets mm-hmm. you know half the viewership of dynamite no that, that is curious uh, like tonight uh uh, you can excuse it tonight because uh, if I'm not mistaken, uh, Jr. is now living in Jacksonville. So, yeah, but he, but that, but that's the thing. He's in Philly. He went to Philly. Oh, oh he did go to Philly. Okay, then that's then, part of what I made the comment. I, I, made, okay. I wrote it down because no, no, on, yeah. on social he was. Um, 
Okay, I missed he, that. He went to Philly because then he was saying, I'm, I got to Philly, I'm safe, but now I'm wondering how the hell I'm going to get back, you know. Right. But okay. yeah, he's. I think he's going to be on Rampage, I assume, right. that's why he's in Philly. But it's like, that, right. that's what it's been for the last few weeks is he's not been on Dynamite. And I'm just right. like, that's interesting yeah. to do. I, I just hope it's not a, and I hate to use this term punishment because he has been, he, you know, on his podcast and stuff like that, he has been a little bit cri- critiquing. You know, and honestly, well, and, he, and even on dynamite, sometimes he yes, will take shots. He'll God, the referee has no control. Or he'll yeah. go a little bit or, or God forbid he slips and says he calls Claudio Cesaro or something. Mm-hmm. That's why I said, like, is it a thing of we let's put him on a tape show where we can edit? It, yeah. I, and I, I don't, I mean, I don't know. I'm, but I mean, or is it because I mean, the sh- rampage does do half, half the viewership is dynamite. Is that the reason you're trying to put him over there to try to, but is, is a, is a broad, is a play by play guy really going to, that's that's probably the reason they gave Jr. at least for moving him over there. But uh, I, I I'm 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 thinking that uh, yeah, it's uh, what you were saying that maybe they're having a little bit of issues with uh, some of his commentary, and that maybe that's it. And 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 you know, people would he draw an audience over there, or at least at least having him on there gives the perception that the show is uh, perception. Yes, but yes. I don't think if, if Dynamite's doing a half a million viewers or four hundred and you're trying to get it closer to a million, like or excuse me, if Rampage is doing you know four hundred, yeah. five hundred thousand, and you're trying to get it closer to Dynamite level to a million, mm-hmm. love Jr. I don't think Jim Ross is going to get several hundred thousand right. people to right all of a sudden tune in at ten o'clock on Friday night. Exactly. Um, yeah. So, but yeah, maybe perception is that when you tune in, oh, I hear I'm hearing Jim Ross. That's a classic, legendary Hall of Fame voice. But mm-hmm. um, right. I don't know. It's just interesting. Tonight yeah. is excused because, like I said, you have Regal out there several times. Saray right. is out there. Ian from Ring of Honor is out there mm-hmm. on, the, on the last match. I mean, the the commentary desk. Yeah. You know, it, it it it. You know, it was like that. It's like that Naked Gun movie when they're, they're yeah. at the baseball game and they got eight or nine commentators. You know, right? Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, you know, Dick Vitale and yeah. Yeah, you know, I don't know. Yeah, classic movie, by the way. Anyway, absolutely. Ricky Starks gets a quick squash against mm-hmm. uh, Eli Isom. Um, okay. This is just wham, bam. Thank you, ma'am. I guess the, not, nothing more to be said at this time. It was just a, a classic enhancement match. That's all. Very classic. Quick yeah. and classic. Yeah. All right. Up next, it is main event time. We have a Ring of Honor champion and Chris Jericho up against Bandito. Uh, fourth generation wrestler is Bandito. Also noted that he's the 34th. Ring of Honor champion in history. Jericho is the currently the 37th. So mm-hmm. kind of setting the stage here. Bandito, again, a former champion, never actually lost the title, had to vacate it. So, again, same as with the Mox, Juice Robinson match. Good context given here for people uh, for a match that uh, involves, you know, w- that, you know, one of the participants is not a regular, you know, uh, you know, regular scene on AEW programming. And, of course, this is a Ring of Honor match, so it's not even, you know, AEW-sanctioned belts and that so a good job trying to give the the context they're in philadelphia the birthplace of ring of honor so i get all that and like and i've been a little critical in the past when they put the ring of honor stuff as their main event but i gotta say jimmy i was a little critical going into it i wanted to see but i think this main Mm -hmm. event i think as a whole for all the business that was accomplished all the way up to the final seconds of the broadcast i thought was a good choice let's dive into it okay Jericho immediately mocks the code of honor, starts to do a goofy handshake, then flips mm-hmm. uh, the Bandito the bird. That would kind of be a that kind of sets up for what we're going to find out from Jericho later. But I thought a nice mm-hmm. way to start. Got some good heat. Of course, um, you know, commentary is putting over how disrespectful that is. Uh, Bandito really gets people uh, cooking and, and up on their feet and on his side with a spot where he does a standing vertical suplex. He, and he starts counting and then eventually lets the crowd take over 
over a minute he holds Jericho up there. Uh, blood rushing to the head, as commentary notes. Uh, that was a big spot that really, really, really got the people cheering. And thank God they were, because mm-hmm. them cheering and making noise allowed for both guys just to stay down for a little bit and, mm-hmm. and catch their breath. And in Jericho's case, let the blood drain back down like, a little. Yes, into his big, body. Big yeah. spot, though. Big spot. Yeah, huge spot. And I, I got to tell you, I, maybe Jericho has been hanging around with Billy Gunn lately because, you know, he, Jericho seems to have found the fountain of youth and he's he took some big bumps in this match that, uh, you know, like – if I'm not mistaken, he took a her Karana to the outside. Oh, yes, he did. And stuff like that. So, you know, hats off to Jericho for putting on some great matches. And and he just doesn't do big moves. He, he, there's always context to everything he does. Well, and there's a reason why he has been around. It's crazy. Bandito was looking up. Bandito was born in 1995. <laughs> you know, Chris, Chris Jericho was setting ECW and, and New Japan on fire. Right. Um, in 1995 and um, i was traveling up and down the roads with tony chimmel and uh mike Kyoto. there you go in the ring truck <laughs> yeah i mean but jericho does not get hurt not going what he does not have any major injuries he, he's oh. he's been he's been extremely durable and yes. I think a lot of that's because he works smart he is yes. very careful about what he does and how he does it and who he does it with and um so yeah i, I thought he took some moves tonight he also another one that was a big a big moment for the crowd was this moonsault fall away slam from the top yes. rope that bandito does to jericho mm-hmm. this was towards the tail end of the match I, I, both guys did look a little winded they, they, they've been gone for 15 20 minutes mm-hmm. um i was a little nervous as bandito was trying to get jericho into position i was like oh this is this is scary yeah. but he pulled it off and boy again mm-hmm. crowd uh, really really let him hear it yeah. Um, and so you see all these big moments mainly by bandito and he even you know at one point he gets locked in the walls of jericho but he gets out of it Mm-hmm. gets to the rope so then he has these big spots so a lot of momentum's going for bandita who is fighting hard and then jericho just a rake in the eyes on the mask pulls the mm-hmm. mask down and then proceeds to get him into the lion tamer that more vertical right uh, uh version of, of the boston crab right and uh that's going to get the victory for him mm-hmm. so jericho wins retains his ring of honor title then proceeds to cut a promo that this is the ring of jericho era he is going to destroy Ring of Honor's legacy. He hates everything it stands for. He's going to destroy all the champions that have been in Ring of Honor, starting with mm-hmm. Brian Danielson, who he challenges to a match on Dynamite in Toronto in a few mm-hmm. weeks, and then proceeds to say, I'm going to destroy champions. I'm going to destroy the legacy. I'm going to destroy referees. I'm going to destroy Ring of Honor commentary. I'm going to even destroy Ring of Honor ring announcers. And uh, he hits mm-hmm. Bobby Cruz with a Judas right. effect. So now right. we know. It kind of puts some context of mocking that code of honor, mm-hmm. and it gives us some story jimmy now of yes. he's the world champion of ring of honor but he only has the belt because he wants to just destroy everything it stands for do you right. buy that well i buy it from chris jericho because chris jericho is someone who can make this story work and he's a master at doing it and he he's he's off to a good start with these the code of honor stuff the little things at the beginning and then uh you know taking out uh bobby cruz who, who has been a fixture there in a long time next uh um i'm gonna feel sorry because i uh, i think I'm not mistaken, Paul Turner might be next <laughs> as far as referees go. At least maybe maybe Paul Turner is going to be the one who referees the match here in Toronto against Daniel Brian Danielson. I almost did it. See, like to see how easy it is. Um, and and he takes him out there and he starts. That's his. He wants his legacy to be you know that of the greatest sports entertainer of all time, which is the phrase that gets so much heat with that audience. Right. Yeah, I mean, I I did uh, I do think I, I when I turned the TV off and I walked away, I did say to myself, 
I bet you Jericho had a big hand, if not all the hand, in coming up with this and, and saying, okay, Tony, if I'm going to be the Ring of Honor champion, we got to have a purpose here. Right. Um, and so this is what this is, you know, I really do. I do believe that. Um, I still wonder, though, like, again, what's the long term game with owning all the Ring of Honor property and rights? Mm-hmm. And, and again, it's more, you know, guys that you got to pay for a match. And, you know, mm-hmm. the, the, you know, Bandito's not on your regular. AEW roster, but now that if he's on the Ring of Honor roster, it's just it's just more guys you got to pay. Mm-hmm. I just wonder what's the long term goal. Are they are they are they going to get their own TV deal, their own streaming deal, something? I just really wonder what this ultimately leads to, and right. maybe they know that already, and maybe that's what this is going to ultimately lead to as a payoff is on the first big, you know, we we've seen pay per views, but on the first big Ring of Honor weekly show, maybe that's where Jericho finally loses uh, the drops this world title after this run of trying to destroy it i don't know but i'm just yeah. i'm still wondering what is the long game here yeah the, i think the long right now i think the goal i yes i i understand that people are saying that streaming and online is the the wave of the future but right now the money is in television and that's i think the big goal for them right now is to get a television deal with with somebody anybody even if it's a syndicated you know sh- weekly show that they can get on for an hour and they you know they do the tapings for for rampage a lot of times on the wednesday night uh, maybe, you know, no, you know, when, when I was with WWE, regardless of whether it was SmackDown or Raw, we always did a main event or, or, or Sunday night heat or something else, be, you know, taped uh, prior to going live. So it's, it, it's easy to get a few matches in there. I mean, they get all the stuff for dark right, and all that stuff. So they, it, it'd be just as easy to get uh, an hour for a syndicated show. And it doesn't have to be more than like four matches three four matches well and i will say too it, you know again it's nice that like jericho is the perfect i mean you know like the doing the sports entertainment stuff it just this really mm-hmm. resonates I mean, you know, obviously ring of honor was built again on being the complete opposite of what you know the business you know when ring of honor launched in the in the early part of this this century mm-hmm. um you know it was the exact opposite of of, of where wwe's product was and, and where the you know mm-hmm. and they are the industry leaders so you know, it, it makes sense to have Jericho, who is so synonymous with WWE and sports entertainment. This 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 does work, and and I guess you can double dip. You can have him, you know, out there doing an AEW segment to open up, where he's got Daniel Garcia out there, but then he can transition and make it an ROH segment. So I will right. say this does at least serve the masters. If Tony Khan's going to have all of this tonight, was a yeah. good job serving both masters. Yeah, and the other thing, like like you said, at first going into this thinking. Why they're gonna the main event of of the AEW show is going to be the ROH Championship when you have your own champion on the show as well. But the see Jericho at the end with that promo and, and his intentions for the ROH and ROH Championship made sense as to why this went on last. Yeah, he made it work. They did. They did. Yeah, I, I was happy with the uh, with how this whole thing executed and the promo just topped it off. It kind of gave more context right. to everything going on so uh, that was dynamite tonight from philadelphia uh, again they're doing rampage right now as we speak so if you do want spoilers for rampage i'm sure you can go to wrestling Inc. <laughs> by tomorrow morning and spoilers are there if you want them jimmy avoids spoilers I, I i do i like to if i'm gonna watch it i like to watch it without knowing what's happening ahead of yeah. time unfortunately when i was refereeing i knew what was gonna happen but the, you know hey it's part of the gig <laughs> Part of gig, you knew what was happening. Um, yeah. yeah, so that was dynamite. So we'll see. Uh, again, coming up, they're in DC next week. That's where mm-hmm. the first dynamite uh, came from. It's where they're going to be. So you're going to have MJF in action mm-hmm. uh, against Wheeler Yuta. Uh, we assume Moxie's going to be in action. I don't think we know who against who. 
Um, but you know, a lot of things to keep an eye out for. He claimed he claimed to uh, claim uh, have an open contract. Set up I think that's what, I think that's on rampage this Friday. The oh, is that, no, okay, so I'm, I'm I'm mistaken, but I like you but mentioned. It's, but, earlier, it's, but it's National Scissor Day. Yeah, there you go. That's what you got. Love that. Love that. <laughs> that's what you got. Nice. National Scissor Day. Yeah. Um, man, how because he's got two funny. words for you. <laughs> <laughs> How over is the acclaimed man? That's, oh, that's incredible. Good for them. Good for them. And especially, you know, uh, um, good young tag team. Awesome. And it's, and it's like the pop they get and it's, 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 and it's so appropriate that they have Billy Gunn out there as part of the presentation mm-hmm. because their formula is so, so closely mirrored to the formula. They got the new age outlaws over, which is, yeah, yeah, they they'll, they'll give you a match. It's perfectly fine. They're mm-hmm. not the, but it's like, that's, that's the part you care almost the least about. It's when you hear that first riff of the music and then right. you want to hear what, what words are they going to say on the microphone? And you mm-hmm. want to feel a part of something by being part of the catchphrases, by wearing the shirt or doing the scissor thing. It's like, that's what it's all about is making the crowd feel like they're part of something. And the acclaim mm-hmm. has just tapped into that right now. Exactly. And, and it showed like last week uh, when they won the championship, it, it was incredible to pop. Yeah, it really was. Uh, yeah. It was. I, I didn't. I didn't watch the show live. Obviously, I wasn't on the podcast last week, but I did, of course, go back. And I was. Yeah, that was uh, even just watching yeah. it, and I kind of already knew what was going to happen because it's because it's it's a good time to be a wrestling fan, you know. Yeah. And people say, "Well, you guys critique this and critique that." Well, we critique it because uh, that's what we're here to do. We give our analysis on all angles. We tell you what we liked. We tell you what we didn't think was as good, but at the same time. I think right now is a great time to be a wrestling fan. Enjoy it all. Whether it's AEW, WWE, Impact Wrestling's on a bit of a roll right now. Mm-hmm. So, you know, yeah. Good time to be a fan. Absolutely is. It uh, and it trickles down. It makes it trickles down yeah. to podcasts and things that it, it, everybody benefits. Mm-hmm. All right, that's going to do it. Uh, Jimmy, uh, give some plugs. Plug away. Oh, so, uh, you can catch me right here at Jimmy Corderas. Uh, uh, well, on Wrestling Inc. on Mondays and Wednesday nights. with we got Triple J on... Uh, on Mondays with uh, myself, Justin, and uh, Jack Farmer. And on Wednesdays, usually Issa joins us, but uh, of course she's having some uh, technical difficulties this week and it's understandable. So we wish her all the best uh, down there in Puerto Rico. And you can catch me and my ref and rants daily um, on all my social media platforms. And uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. Yep, Monday's Triple J. Wednesday is a uh, Double J plus a Demon Diva. Yes. Uh, I'm at Justin Lavar across all the platforms. Uh, go hit the follow button. As always, Smart. tweet both of us. Let us know uh, where in the world you are watching or listening to this podcast. Yeah, uh, normally Friday mornings, you can find me on SiriusXM on Busted Open with uh, Dave LaGreca and Thunder Rosa or Tommy Dreamer or Mark mm-hmm. Henry, whomever it might be. Whoever's there. Whoever's there, whoever checks in. Uh, so follow me. Follow all the good stuff. Again, I'll be back Monday with uh, Jimmy and Jack. Like, share, comment. Again, uh, if anybody from Florida gets to hear or see this live or after the yes. fact, wishing the best to you, be safe. Um, yes. That's all we can say. Scary, scary, scary times Yes, uh, down there with the weather. So thanks to all of you in the chat. We appreciate it. Super Chat's always appreciated uh, in addition to the great chat room just going on and, and being part of the show. Um, mm-hmm. they're, 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 it's, it's great. We, the link goes out for this podcast on YouTube a few hours before we even start. And there are, people are in there all evening long mm-hmm. having like their own like, watch party. So. Right. Very cool, very cool. It's what it's all about. All right, Jimmy, I will talk to you on Monday, everybody. Be good. We'll be back. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. 
book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.